0: Good morning, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Happy Sunday, happy Lord's Day. I can't believe the month of January is is at the end. Today's the 31st, the last day of January. The other thing Ed and I were talking about is is it's almost been one year since we've met as a church together. It's sad, but we're, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel and we look forward to the day when we can walk through those doors once again and we can enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Let's look forward to it. Let's pray forward to it that it'll happen sooner rather than later. But we just thank the Lord for sustaining us to this point and we give thanks. We also give thanks this morning for Sylvia's recovery. She's recovering She was released from the hospital on on Thursday and so she's home resting and Adel is with her and Shelly and comforting her and encouraging her. Let's continue to pray for her full and complete recovery. Next Sunday, our dear brother Randy Ackle will be our speaker and we look forward to his messages and also look forward to uh, his solo as well. Shall we just look to the Lord in in a word of prayer? We just also want to thank the Lord for the worship team. We want to thank the Lord for each member of it, our musicians, our singers. What a blessing to know that the Lord is so good and we can say with, with the songwriter, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Shall we pray? Our blessed Heavenly Father, this morning we pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us into all truth. We pray that we would exalt and lift up and honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died for us on the cross and rose again. And He ascended back to heaven and He promised to come back for us. And we're waiting for the day that we can be in Your presence forever and ever. We pray, Lord, that You will hide me behind the cross and that the word spoken will be your words, Lord, and will uplift and encourage where it's needed, where challenge and convict us where it's needed, and Lord, that you will be in control of this message today. And so we thank you and praise you for all that you have done for us, in Jesus' precious and most worthy name, amen. Judas valued the Lord Jesus at 20 pieces of silver. And he betrayed the Lord for 20 pieces of silver. It's equivalent to about $5,000 in our currency today. An unnamed woman valued the Lord Jesus with her very costly perfume, fragrant oil of spikenard. And she anointed him, and the cost of that was a year's wages. She valued the Lord very highly. Joseph of Arimathea valued the Lord Jesus at a high price by giving his garden tomb for the Savior to be buried. It was an unknown amount, but an exceedingly high one. The question is for us today, and this is the title of our message, how much is Jesus worth to you how much is Jesus worth to me the hymn writer will L Thompson said it well Jesus is all the world to me my life my joy my all he is my strength from day to day without him I would fall when I am sad to him I go No other one can cheer me so, when I am sad, He makes me glad, He's my friend. Yes, as Christians, we should value the Lord Jesus Christ in the highest manner in our daily lives. We should love Him with a devotion and a dedication and a commitment, because He loved us and gave himself for us. And today we're going to look at this unnamed woman who's mentioned in the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 14, verses 3 through 9. And she anointed the Lord Jesus with her fragrant oil, her perfume that she had kept for her wedding day. And it says in the Scriptures, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard, then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always and whenever you wish you may do them good. But me you do not have always. Verse 8. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. In verse 9, assuredly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. The three things that we're going to look look at today, and they begin with A, is number one, she anointed the Lord Jesus for his burial. Number two, she absorbed sharp criticism from the guests. And number three, she was acclaimed by the Lord himself. May the Lord encourage us today. She anointed the Lord Jesus before his burial, before he went to the cross, before he died for us, and before he was laid in that tomb. We don't know very much about this lady's background, but what we can glean is she had a heart of love and devotion and worship. That song that the worship team sang and played for us today, You shall love the Lord with all your heart. You shall love the Lord with all your soul. You shall love the Lord with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The Lord Jesus wants us to reciprocate his love. We can never love him as much as he loves us. It's like the couple where the husband says, I love you. And the wife responds, I love you more. And the husband says, I have to disagree with you, honey. I love you more. And they have a disagreement on who loves each other more. One thing we know, he loves us more than we love him. But we should love him with a depth of love and devotion that this lady had. Because she had this fragrant perfume, this oil of spikenard, which was very valuable in those days. And ladies used to store it up for their wedding day. But she said, there's something more important than my wedding day. It's the day I met Jesus Christ as my Savior, I've got to go and I've got to anoint him. I've got to pour it out on his head. And that's exactly what she did. She came to the home of Simon the leper. And many Bible be- teachers and scholars believe that Simon the leper was probably a leper that Jesus had, had cured of his leprosy. And he had invited some guests over to his home to celebrate that fact and and to have fellowship with the Savior and his disciples. We don't know for sure, but she was most likely an uninvited guest to the house. She probably crashed the party. She showed up at this house knowing that Jesus would be there. And she would not give up that opportunity. She would not lose that opportunity to offer her sacrifice to the Lord of this beautiful, fragrant perfume. And the smell of that perfume permeated the house. It was so glorious and so beautiful, better than any perfumes that we have today. You know, you can go out to a mall, or you can go online, or you can get it anywhere, basically, at a drugstore, grocery store, you can find perfumes. And some of them smell really good and some of them don't, but smell is good. And they say it, perfumes, when a lady puts it on, has a slightly different fragrance on a, on a woman because from woman to woman, their, their skin and everything, it, and it, uh, it's a little bit different on one versus another. But this woman, she came and she brought her fragrant perfume in this flask and she broke open the flask and poured it out on the Lord Jesus Christ. And she didn't just pour out a little bit, she poured it all out because her heart was so overflowing with gratitude that Jesus Christ saved her from her sins, that she's a new creature in Christ, that he gave her hope. He changed her life, and she came to say, Thank you, Jesus. She came to worship him, to acknowledge who he is as the Son of God, as the one who came as the Messiah to die on the cross for our sins. Yes, she felt that Jesus was worthy enough, he was worth enough to bring that oil of spikenard and anoint him. Yes, she kept it for her wedding day, but she says, forget about the wedding day. This day is a better day. It reminds me of the scripture that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And this was a glorious day for her. And she came willingly. And I was mentioning in one of my devotions this week and how the word worship comes from the word worth and when we worship the Lord we're expressing our worth in the Lord we can we're expressing how much we value him and and he is our Lord and our Savior and we'll do anything for him we'll even give our lives to him because he gave his life for us Reminds me of a quote by a young missionary by the name of Jim Elliott. Many of you know his story. He, along with a couple other uh, young missionary men, they went off to Peru with their wives and they went to serve the Lord among the Aka, A-U-C-A, Indians, in Peru. And they were a wild tribe and they were killers. And sure enough, they killed Brother Jim, And they killed the other two missionaries. And later on, the story tells us that their wives went back. It's so touching. Their wives went back and witnessed to those same people that killed their husbands. Because they had a love for the people. And they had a love for the Lord Jesus. And so they did that. But Jim Elliott said this famous quote, these famous words before this all happened. He said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And this verse, this this quote really fits this unnamed lady here in the 14th chapter of Mark who loved the Lord so much. She didn't consider herself a fool, but she was a fool for Christ and she loved the Lord so much. The hymn writer Howard B. Gross said, In his famous hymn, Give of Your Best to the Master, he said, Give of your best to the Master, not else is worthy his love. He gave himself for your ransom, gave up his glory above, laid down his life without murmur. You from sin's ruin to save, give him your heart's adoration, give him the best that you have. That's my desire this year. And that's my desire every day of my life, is to give my best to the Lord. Give of your best to the Master. Not second best, not second choice, but give of your best to the Master. You know, as we came to this new year, the Lord impressed upon my heart how I want to serve Him more. And it's been such a blessing in my retirement that I've been able to serve the Lord so much and be available and be ready all the time to to serve Him and, and to do for His glory. And I thought of it this way Our goal should be this to do as much as you can, for as many as you can, for as long as you can, as best as you can, all in the name of Jesus and for His glory. We don't know how long we'll be here on this earth. We need to take the opportunity like this woman, because we don't know how long we have. We need to serve Him with our full heart's devotion and dedication and love. Love is the best motivation for serving the Lord. Any other motivation is going to pale in comparison. We need to serve out of our heart's devotion. And there were other examples in Scripture, too, of people that were very, very devoted to the Lord. And one such one is a young lad who is mentioned in the sixth chapter of John. We know the story of the feeding of the 5,000, but we don't know all the background of it. John is the only one of the four writers of the Gospels to include this antidote background to the story many people don't know this fact because like I said it's just in one of the gospels and sometimes we read past these things and we don't really think about it but here in John chapter 6 verses 5 to 13 we have the story and in verse 8 we have the background it says one of his disciples Andrew Simon Peter's brother said to him there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? I can just imagine in the morning when his mother made his lunch for him, knowing that he was going to go out and and hear Jesus and see Jesus, and, and she made his lunch for him. She prepared the loaves, the barley loaves, and the fish, enough to feed a young lad. We don't know how old he was, but one day, I believe, we'll see him in heaven. But he had these five barley loaves, and each loaf was probably fairly small. And then the two, and then it notes very specifically two small fish. Not these big, huge fish that talks about in John chapter 21, when they went out fishing, they caught these huge fish, 153 of them. But here, small fish. So five small barley loaves and and, and, and two small fish. He says, but what are they among so many? But the lad gave his lunch. He was devoted to the Lord and he gave his lunch. He said, here, I have this to give. They probably looked at it and they said, that's not even as much as a happy meal at McDonald's. They didn't have enough to feed anywhere close to 5,000 men plus the women and children. But when Jesus is involved, all we need is to present him with what we have and he will use it and multiply it and bless it. And that's exactly what he did. And with those five barley loaves and with those two small fish, he fed all the people. And then they had... 12 baskets full of fragments at the end. So he was devoted to the Lord, a young lad who gave what he had. He did what he could. He gave what he had, and the Lord used it. There's another beautiful example in the book of Acts, chapter 9 and verses 36 to 42, of a lady named Dorcas. And Dorcas was a servant in the church in those days, in the early church. And she made quilts, and she made things for the saints, and tunics, and that kind of thing. And it says in Acts chapter 9 and verse 39, Then Peter arose and went with them, and when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. Because you see, she had died. And all the widows stood by him weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. They were very sad. They knew she had gone home to be with the Lord, but they were still sad. And they said, look what she made us. She made us these tunics, she made us these these quilts and, and garments for the saints to keep us warm in the wintertime. And we miss her and we love her. And Peter went and he raised her from the dead. And it says he, they presented, Peter presented back to them this wonderful saint, Dorcas, and who loved the Lord so much. The question is, how much is Jesus worth to you? So here we see this morning... Our first point, that she anointed the body of the Lord Jesus for his burial. Our second point is, she absorbed sharp criticism from the guests. Now I'm sure she couldn't believe it, that she would be criticized for doing such a good thing. But so many times in the Christian life, we get criticized for doing good things for the Lord for making sacrifices for the Lord and doing His will. We get criticized. And in the Gospel of John, it talks about Mary of Bethany. And some people believe that Mary of Bethany in John chapter 12 is the same woman mentioned here. There's also another woman mentioned in Luke chapter 7. So there's probably at least two that anointed the Lord Jesus with their their perfume that loved him so much. But it's very sad when you get criticized. And usually the criticism in the church usually comes from carnal Christians. Criticism in the church oftentimes comes from professing believers who are not real believers. That's where most of the criticism comes from. And someone once said, if you were a Christian, you can expect folks to criticize but you ought to live so nobody will believe them. I like that. You know, if people are going to criticize us, if our lives are holy and measuring up to to Christ's standards, even though they criticize us, they won't have a leg to stand on because of our lives that back up what we do for Him and what we say for Him. I like the expression that I saw on a bumper sticker one time. It says, Wag more bark less, and boy, does our country need that. we got a lot of barking going on, a lot of of barking throughout the country, but we don't have much wagging. And you know, when a dog is happy, what does the tail do? It wags, wags back and forth, wagging, 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 because it's happy. But when a dog is scared or intimidated or upset or nervous, they bark, and they sometimes bite. We don't want that. We want people to wag more and bark less. Bill McDonald commented Some of the guests thought it was a tremendous waste. She was reckless, prodigal. Why hadn't she sold the perfume and given it to the poor? The 300 denarii was the equivalent of a year's wages. People think it is a waste to give a year of your life to the Lord how much more waste would they consider it to give one's whole life to the Lord? And that's so true. She gave her whole life to the Lord. And it's never a waste to give your life to the Lord, to serve the Lord, to give your time, to give your money, to give your efforts in His service. It's never a waste. And it's no coincidence to me or to any of us that right after this, Judas went out and betrayed the Lord and agreed with the high priest and, to turn him over to them for t- 30 pieces of silver, as we mentioned at the beginning of the message. Here on the one hand, you have this unnamed woman who loved the Lord with such a depth of devotion and love that she took this expensive perfume and poured it out on his head for his anointing, for his burial. And on the other hand, you see Judas, the betrayer who went out and betrayed the Lord, and then he went and had the unmitigated gall to betray the Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane with a kiss. He was the original betrayer and ever since then people always compare betraying to Judas and it's true that's what he did but this event shows that whatever we do for the Lord he acknowledges it he knows it and he will reward us for it it's interesting in Matthew chapter 19 verses 27 to 29 It says that then Peter answered, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you will have followed me and you will sit on the twelve tribes on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. In effect, Peter was saying, Lord, what is in it for us? What will we receive? I'm not sure his attitude was that great in that that statement, what he was thinking about at the beginning, but the Lord Jesus doesn't rebuke him for it. He just says, this is what's going to happen. You 12 men are going to sit on 12 thrones and you're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And anyone, not just you 12, but anyone, he says, and everyone who's left houses or brothers or... Sisters, father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. How many people criticize missionaries for giving up a life of plenty and and abundance here in the United States, for example? And then going off to a foreign country to live in poverty and to preach the gospel and to serve the Lord. They think, oh, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money, you're wasting your effort on that. You should get a job that pays a lot of money and and make money. That's what happened with Bill McDonald. He was a banker. He worked in a bank. He was very successful. And yet he gave it up to serve the Lord full time. And think of how many lives he touched in his preaching and his teaching and the discipleship programs and all that he did and the missionaries that he helped and encouraged. And He was just a tremendous example of somebody that was so devoted to the Lord all his life. And he never looked back. He never looked back to the old life that he had. Not that it was a bad life, he was a banker, he served the Lord and everything, but he went into the full-time service of the Lord and touched so many lives, and we still have his commentary, the believer's commentary on the Bible, and it's such a blessing. Our final point today is the acclaim that the Lord gave to her. She was acclaimed by the Lord himself. In verses 6 through 9, the Lord Jesus had to rebuke those guests who criticized her, he says, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. Yes, for you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good, but you do not have, always have me. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. And in verse 9, Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Yes, what a blessing it was. This woman did not waste her perfume. She used it to show her value to the Lord and how much she valued Him and, and considered Him worthy. And because of that, she went on to serve in a beautiful way here. And the Lord commends her for it. The people criticized her. Jesus commended her. And it was such a great blessing indeed. So many people make excuses why they can't serve the Lord. Why they can't live for the Lord. Why they can't make it to church. Excuse Excuse, excuse. Even Moses fell into that pattern when, when God called him to, to be the leader of Israel and to go forth and deliver Israel from from their bondage in Egypt. He said in Exodus 4:10, then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since have you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. That was his excuse. Lord, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not able to do this. And so many times we look at what we can't do instead of what God wants us to do and what we can do. It says she did what she could. It doesn't say she did what she couldn't. God gives the talents. God gives the gifts. God calls us. And when He calls us, He equips us. And He uses us for His glory. And that's the way that we should be. This unknown woman, and one day we're going to meet her in heaven. Jesus said to her, She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. He knew the cross was before him. He knew that the empty tomb was going to come. He knew of his glorious resurrection. And he knew that this woman had such a love and devotion. She had a keen spiritual insight. And so he gives her the highest acclaim that anyone was ever given because in verse 9 it tells us that wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. What a beautiful tribute to a wonderful lady who gave her all for the Lord. Yes, the Lord rewards our faithfulness. We're not responsible for the results. When we preach the gospel or teach the word or train people or mentor people or shepherd people, we're not responsible for the results. We're responsible for being faithful. God will use it and He will bring forth the results. He just wants us to be available. He just wants us to be His servants that are ready to serve Him at a moment's notice. So as we conclude our message today, let's remember this dear woman who did what she could. She anointed the Lord Jesus for his burial. She took the most precious thing to her, the most costly thing to her, her fragrant perfume, a year's worth of wages. Think how much money you make in a year. That's how much she gave to the Lord. And she did it willingly. And though the guests at the party criticized her with sharp criticism, she didn't let that stop her and that didn't dissuade her one bit. She came with a purpose and she achieved it. She anointed the Lord and that's what she came for. May may the Lord help us this year and all through our lives to do as much as we can, for as many as we can, for as long as we can, for as best as we can, all in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Yes, he's worthy. He's worthy of what he has done for us. And shall we just give him all the glory? I'd like to ask you that question again. How much is Jesus worth to you? What would you give? What would you give? Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. Lord, we can never repay that love. We can never outgive you, Lord. But like this woman, help us to be devoted and dedicated to you. And help us to love you. And help us to serve you all the days of our lives. And Lord, we just pray that you'll be with all the saints. Keep us healthy, keep us safe until we meet back together again. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.